Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mac and Mike in the Morning. My name is Mac. I'm Mike. And it's the morning. Welcome to Mac and Mike in the Morning. It is indeed the morning. How was the sunrise this morning, Mac? <laughs> How was the sunrise? Uh, it's funny you ask, actually. Um, I don't recall uh, seeing the sun come above the horizon, but I do recall the sun just blasting my face uh, around like 7.45 in the morning while I was trying to fall back asleep. And this is something that's happened almost every morning for the past month, and I think it just has to do with our position uh, around the sun, <laughs> like the rotation of the earth. But for some reason, like my pillow is set up exactly where this one like beam of light shines every single morning, and I can't fall back asleep because my face is literally burning up like hot. Why were you um, trying to sleep in? Was it because you're up late playing Rocket League? <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Mike this story. Actually, Roxana, you'll appreciate this too. I was telling Mike um, the story of how I fell asleep early last night because I was so zonked. Woke up at like 11, did all my homework, which was like reviews and feedback, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, okay, it's like 2.30. I need to reward myself by playing video games. And then like five minutes after I start playing, my wife like walks out and she's like, what are you doing up so late? Like, why aren't you in bed? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I swear I was doing work. Um, but no, she said, she said it much nicer than that. So. Well, this episode is brought to you by Jimmy Jobs at me, your source for Jimmy Jobs. Whenever I'm looking for a Jimmy job, I go to Jimmy Jobs at me. Do we even know what a Jimmy job is? Uh, not, not yet. I think the idea is still, uh, under construction. Uh, well, we'll also thank our second sponsor, Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor. He hails from Michigan. Hail blue. Go blue. I like hail blue. Hail blue. Yeah. Well, his favorite color is probably blue. Do you think? Uh, well, we'll ask him. My guess is his favorite color is the opposite of whatever color Eugen was wearing on the day that he broke his leg. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, our sympathies go out to Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor. He broke his leg during a Spartan race. This is why I don't do Spartan races. This message brought to you by Mike Chow. Ladies and gentlemen, the guest of today is, uh, you may know her. She's famous for her long runs and Instagram photos. It is Roxana. You don't know how to say her last name? Of course I do. Well, <laughs> I might pronounce it wrong. It's either Danila or Danila. Danila, yeah. Danila, right? Like vanilla? See, everybody does it. Everybody does oh, do it. Oh, why is this? Uh... It's an ongoing thing. <laughs> okay. Everybody does it. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so the one question I wanted to ask you, Mike, which is your account, is it private? Do people have to get your permission to follow you? Uh, my Instagram account is private. Okay, so that's what it is. So I recently opened mine up, and I bet that's a, a huge proportion of... Um, my followers are. Yeah, and I think a lot of they like Facebook just redirects people to Instagram to go follow you. Really? Yeah, so a lot of people on Facebook will just follow you. Right? No. What what parts of the product do that? Um, it's a push notification on Instagram, I think, that Interesting. tells you, you're like, hey, your friend oh, I've seen this. is also on Instagram. Maybe you should follow her. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. Wow, you're very uh, well acclimated with the product, huh? How do you rate Instagram? On a one to ten scale. Well, have Seven. you have you rated Instagram? I'm sure you've given the app a rating, right? Hmm? You've given the app a rating. Um, 
I have not. I don't rate things on the App Store. Just Interesting. As a matter of like policy or? Um, yeah, uh, I don't like my name associated with things. <laughs> just in general. Just in general. <laughs> you basically uh, don't want to leave a paper trail. Yeah. What's what's the what's the rationale behind that? What's the? Um. Uh. So I've thought about it. Uh. Yeah. This is a topic. Let's delve into. Mike talks about uh, internet reviews. Okay. Um. So. Uh. This all started when you know I first signed up for the internet. Uh. No, actually, I'm just kidding. Um. I think one of the first things I've actually thought about doing internet reviews for, uh, is uh, Yelp. Um. Because back uh, in the day. Um, Yelp used to have this really exclusive, um, uh, like, club where if you, like, reviewed enough things, they would start inviting you to events, like um, a bar opening or, like, a restaurant opening. Who's they? Um, Yelp. Like, Yelp had this, like, club, like, elite, like, oh, Yelp club. Like, status. Uh, yeah, and so they'd invite you to go there and to, like, uh, essentially go, like, review those, like, that those, uh, sure. you know, uh, establishments. Um so uh, that's one thing I thought, but then I started so late. There's no way we'd catch up, and also I, you know, go to like one place a week, and it's like gonna take forever to catch up. Yeah. Right? Um, also, then like your name is associated with it, right? So this is uh, in the whole like it. I think it still goes on where like businesses will like sue customers who give like poor reviews. No. Yeah. That can't happen. Um, How it's a co- it's like a company. It's not like a person. You can't sue them for libel. Like what are you suing? Yeah, for? I think that's what the thing. No, they're suing for. yeah. They could, so um, well, I guess corporations. That's one thing I thought about. The second thing I thought about was Amazon because Amazon would like um, the verified reviewers would also like send you like various things um, if you're like really yeah to like go review. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, Goodreads also does this with uh, books. Um, so I was thinking, I actually do rank do. I I don't think my Goodreads profile is public. So but. Well, maybe it is. Um, <laughs> Some hesitation from this corner of the room. Here. Yeah, but uh, I, I do rate things on Goodreads. I don't do things on the App Store because it's really annoying when, when apps are like, rate us on the App Store. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And um, I also don't think that the ratings are particularly useful um, if you don't write anything and I don't want to take the time to, to, to write things. Really? Uh, I feel like the, the one to five star review is like the most important part. Because in aggregate, like across hundreds of thousands of reviews, you can kind of get a sense of. I feel like they should get rid of the one to five stars and only make it five stars or not, right? So like if you take a Uber or Lyft, the only rating that is like good is five stars. Like five stars is default. Anything lower than five stars is bad. Oh really? I always <laughs> I'm so harsh with my Uber ratings. <laughs> I like I'm like you have to like like five stars and a plus like. Did you go above and beyond the expectations? Wait. So you can see what your Uber rating is. I think I may have deleted Uber, but delete you hashtag delete Uber. <laughs> That's <hilarious. laughs> um, Watch, watch this like come back to you. Like speaking of not attaching to your name to things, watch like you apply to Uber like ten years from now, and they're like, "Well, you uh, trash talked our uh, yeah app." So well, actually, I do have Uber. Okay. Oh, four point eight stars. Look at that. Four point eight six. Wait, whether you Roxana? Wait. Well, I'm 4.84, so. 4.84. Ooh, 4.86. Can you see how many rides you've taken? Uh, my rating. How your rating is calculated. I don't think I can say this in public. Oh, say it. Now you have to say it. 
four to six months. <laughs> what have you done in the back of a theater? Brutal. That's twice as that's like three times as bad as Mike. Holy cow. <laughs> I can only imagine what's gone on in your Ubers. So the first topic for today is related to Harry Potter and Hermione. Oh, I pronounced that right. So Hermione and Ron or Hermione and someone else. Okay, wait. So I don't understand the question. Don't Hermione and Ron end up together? Yeah, but if you'd have to rewrite the ending, what it would be? Like who would Hermione end up with instead of Ron? I don't <laughs> see this is this is this is where my Harry Potter knowledge is lacking because I like don't know the plot so I don't know like who else she, she was close with besides Harry but I feel like Harry was always into Ginny who is like Ron's younger sister right but was he wait is this like some plot twist or something wait are you do you know JK Rowling is this like a huge bombshell like uh Harry Potter prequels happening right here well, so, I guess the prequels wouldn't make so sense. So I think we have to explain this concept to Mac because I don't think he understands it. Is this fanfic? Um, what is this? What's yes. Going oh. Yeah. So there's this idea in, uh, I guess, fanfic or the fan universe called shipping. It's short for relationshiping, like relationships. Um, and it's what fans do uh, when in any sort of, this is any sort of like fictional universe where they will root for two people to be together. So I'll give you an example. Even though, like, in the story, they're not together? So I'll give you an example is, like, in The Office, before, like, Jim and Pam got together, people would ship, as a verb, Jim and Pam. And they usually have, like, a portmanteau. But didn't everyone know Jim and Pam were a thing? No. Some people were, like, Roy and Pam. No. Yeah. No. Weren't you a Roy and Pam? No. Oh, my God. Roy's the worst. Come on. All right. Hold on. Brief sidebar. If you guys haven't seen Mac and Christine's photo shoot, true. Uh, on Made of the Mist, they reenacted Jim and Pam. Go watch uh, Mac's latest vlog. They have it there. I'm still waiting for them to post it on social media. The pictures look great, by the way. <laughs> I forgot. This is what I was going to send you in the show notes, a link to my vlog, because I don't have a short URL. <laughs> Um, oh, but uh, uh, they, the photos turned out great. Oh, I, I um, like stalked that. the photographer on Instagram. Did you? Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, I definitely like that photo that she posted. I don't um, remember which one it was. Uh, I think it may have been like a gallery or an album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was fun. Uh, yeah, it looked fun. Um, Hermione and Harry, for sure. For sure. For sure. Ginny came out of nowhere. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It's kind of true. Also, also she... Hermione's very smart. Yeah, and Ginny was the one who, like, summoned the demon from the Chamber of Secrets. What a jerk. Right? Did she really do this? Yeah. She oh. was possessed, remember, by the book? Apparently, you know much oh, more about Harry Potter than... No. than uh, I'm, really, I'm not a huge... Ha- I, I, I want to I clarify to our listeners, I am not a huge Harry Potter fan. I am probably the least thing. I don't know. You seem to know the most out of everyone. Well, I've read the books. In English. Interesting. I, you know, I haven't even thought about the fact they could be in different languages. And maybe they have, like, a slightly different uh, twist or a different, uh, I don't know, connotation in, like, different languages. You yeah, know? I don't know. Maybe we should ask somebody who's read them in a different language. Wait, you read them in a different language? 
Yes. Romanian? Yes. What was it like? Different. Have you read them in English as well? No. Have you compared side by side? No. You should totally do that and come back to us and let us know if it's like really different or like exactly the same. Sounds like a good homework for next week. So uh, you say you say Harry and Hermione. Have you read, uh, there's a, I don't know what to call this person, scientist, researcher, whatever, named Eliezer Yudkowsky, who writes a fanfic about Harry Potter and like rationality. And it's called Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, but in that Harry and uh, Hermione, I wouldn't say they're like love interests, but they're like friend interests and they end up together as friends. Basically at the very start of the book, Harry dismisses Ron as like an idiot and then he just doesn't appear in the rest of the book, <laughs> which is really funny. And then it's all about like how Harry and Hermione are very smart and are like being rational and like uh, not falling victim to certain biases. It's supposed to like teach people about like how they can be irrational in their daily lives. It's really interesting. Cool. But it's like such a brutal read. It's like a thousand pages. So, oh wow, a thousand page fan fiction. It's like very long. Do you know what also was a fan fiction? Sorry, that was a fan fiction. Moby Dick. No, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Twilight fan fiction. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. As in, like, if they weren't like vampires. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the. Uh, the whole i'm gonna cut all this bit no <laughs> i don't know the whole background behind it so we're just gonna cut this. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh that's man. hilarious what did you think have you <laughs> i have not read i have not read <laughs> oh man <laughs> isn't twilight is twilight a book it's a book it's a book yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay Oh. Well, it's a nice intro segment. Uh-huh. Maybe we should take a break and give a word to our sponsors. Mm. So today's main topic is uh, malpropisms. Wait, I could have swore it was malapropisms. Um, Did you say malpropisms or malapropisms? Malapropisms or malapropisms? There goes my phone. Well, we can go check the tape for malapropisms. Um, can we put it in the show notes, Oh, please? wait. Um, why don't you read it for us? Malaprop. Mal. Actually, can we have Google play this? There's a sound thing we can hear if you turn up your volume. Uh, so click the sound. We'll hear how it says it. Malaprop. Malaprop. No, wait, no. Um, we got to hear malapropism. Malapropism? <laughs> well, it won't tell us that. Malaprop. The mistaken use of a word in place of a similar sounding one, often with unintentionally amusing effect, as in, for example, dance a flamingo instead of flamenco. Flamenco. Malapropism. Malapropism, did you hear that? That was a British accent, though. Malapropism. Max, say it with a British accent. Malapropism. 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 Yeah, I don't know. It's probably propism, let's be honest. Malapropism. Do you know how to dance the flamenco? No, but I'm a little angry at Mrs. Sorrels. I think she pronounced it malapropism back when I was in uh, AP, uh, AP literature in the 12th grade when we were studying uh, malapropisms. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, Mac messaged me this uh, you know week and was like, hey, I have a topic. Um, it's malapropisms. <laughs> so uh, take it away. Go, give us your thoughts on Well, no, so the reason why I thought, am I still playing this? 
I might still be playing Nile Prophets. Well, the reason why I thought of it is because I was listening to last week's podcast and I, I realized I used the word conceived instead of perceived, <laughs> like pretty hilariously. Um, and then I feel like on other episodes of the podcast, we misuse certain words. And actually, it's come up quite a few times where we misuse certain words uh, to humorous effect um, most of the time. Um, and so I was like, yeah, that's probably something interesting to talk about. Yeah, um, so sometimes when I use words, um, I use words sometimes, uh, but when I do, uh, uh, I'm always trying to search for like a good word to describe a, some, an idea or a topic that I'm trying to convey. Um, and I have a, a, a word associated with a thought, but I'm not necessarily sure that is the right meaning of that word or the, sure. the proper use of that word, but I say it anyways just because of yeah. what it sounds. That's what, that's going to be my question is, is, do you just go for it? Right. Like, um, uh, I, I feel like tangible is well known. <laughs> In which case do you use the word tangible where it doesn't apply? I don't know. Uh, tangible, um, okay, uh, a huge sidebar, Tan- tangible, right? Um, so if you ever played Pokemon, you know the Pokemon Tangela. Tangela, is that? Tangela? Tangela? Tangela. Yeah. That's okay. right. Yeah. Tangela. And I would always associate tangible with uh, Tangela. 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 Um, and um, so I always thought it'd be something like wiry, like spaghetti-like. But tangible is kind of like the opposite of that. Like, it, that feels like if you're sticking, like, your hand into spaghetti, right, it's it's it, it's all squishy and like um, just very, uh, uh, yeah, like there's no viscous. like sus- viscous, yeah, right. And that's kind of the opposite of tangible, right? Where tangible is like an idea that's very like, like hard, concrete, yeah, right? And like, yeah. you know, um, so that's my story with tangible. Nice. Not really malapropism. Yeah, not quite the <laughs> same as a malapropism, but. Funny nonetheless. Well, I, what I thought was funny, you were part of our discussion yesterday we were having about, um, I would say there were malapropisms, but uh, David uh, told me to Google eggcorns, uh, which I guess is a different uh, a different word for malapropism. Who knows, maybe eggcorn is a malapropism of malaprop. Um, but I think it might be interesting just to read off a few eggcorns. Okay, go ahead. Malapropisms. Um, here's a good one. All intensive purposes... You really mean to say all intents and purposes. Have either of you ever committed that treason? I've never committed treason. Hmm. Let me let me pull out another one here. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Some of these I've never heard people say. Biting my time instead of biding my time. What would you do if you could bite your time? I feel like time is not tangible enough to be bitten. You know, if I was really, if I was really quick, I would have said tangela enough. Ooh, that'd be good. But I'm not, I'm not that quick. Chicken spots instead of chicken pox. See, I feel like that's not a good that's one. That's a good one, actually. That's, that's, uh, that's conceivable. Oh, this is a very common one. Duck tape as opposed to duct tape. Duct tape person? We have a duct tape person in the room. Who's a duct t- tape? Um, I'd probably just say D-U-C. Duke? Duke take. Duke take. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard this one before. Extreme court instead of supreme court. <laughs> that just makes it sound more fun. That's great. 
Can you imagine extreme court? <laughs> this is funny. Flus- flustrated instead of frustrated. I'm going to start using that. I get flustered a lot. <laughs> Some of these, you know, it's, these are just made up. I'm reading this off of an NPR website. I'm pretty sure NPR just made these up. <laughs> Here we have happy as a clown instead of happy as a clam. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say happy as a clown. Happy as a clown. You'd be a clown for Halloween. Hmm. John Henry instead of John Hancock. <laughs> Reciting your name. Actually, these are pretty hilarious. Like, I should start using them. Like, give me your John Henry. Hmm. Lesser of two equals instead of lesser of two evils. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Mute point instead of moot point. That's weird. Any thoughts? No? No. Hmm. <laughs> physical policy instead of fiscal policy. <laughs> That's funny. That is pretty I think funny. the really good ones are the ones that they twist the meaning of the phrase in like an ironic way, right? Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of these don't actually do that. They're just mispronunciations or mis, mis- uh, spellings. Right. Take it for granted instead of take it for granted. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty common. Yeah. <laughs> Val Victorian. Valedictorian instead of valedictorian. I think that's just misspelling. I, yeah, I think it's just people not knowing the word. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wind charms instead of wind chimes. These are all pretty bad. I bet we could come up with better ones on our own, honestly. <laughs> Mitch-match socks instead of mismatch socks. These aren't as good as I thought they were, but still funny nonetheless. Anyway, I would say that malapropisms are a tool that I use to make people laugh or at least make them question my sanity. Well, I don't know. Should we call it a wrap? Let's do it. Wrap it. All right, we'll wrap this up. This wrap brought to you by Jimmy Jobs. That me. Whenever I need a wrap, I go to jimmyjobs.me because the best sandwiches are at jimmyjohns.me. Oh, Jimmy John? Jimmy Johns. But the best wraps are at jimmyjobs.me. Thanks, Jimmy Jobs. You, you did not glowing, What that a glowing all. endorsement. No, I just like was trying to parse that. Like my, <laughs> my, my brain, like, like there was like some parser error. Like it was like missing like an angle bracket or something. Um, we'd also like to send a huge shout out to our second sponsor, Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor, who hails from Michigan. Hail blue. Hail blue. Good luck with your broken leg, Jonathan. We feel bad. Yeah, we should send him a get well card. Or at least we'll send him a get well greeting on the podcast. Get well. Have health. Cool. I hope I hope we keep like these 20 seconds of awkwardness at the end.